Hello, friends. Thank you for engaging with the homily by Pastor Chill Will from Chapel Hill. I hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and moves you to go deeper in your faith and enrich how you love God and love your neighbor in your day-to-day life. Just a reminder, like the scriptures and the gospels themselves, this homily was written for a particular community in a particular context and time and history. And yet, like our sacred texts, I hope these hold timeless truths about God's unconditional love and grace for our lives. We hope these words speak to you in a very meaningful way. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of this world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and, and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, in another 60, in another 30. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As someone who grew up at the beach and who was just down there a week ago for my mom's 80th birthday, I love how this week's Gospel story starts out. That same day, Jesus went out of the house, sat by the sea. Ah, summer. But how quickly things can turn. The very next verse says, Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. I like to think that there may have been a moment when Jesus thought about setting sail and continuing his peaceful time alone, heading in the opposite direction. But he turned to the crowd and saw this as a teaching moment. Literally, as Jesus began to teach the crowds with parables. 
Parables. If you have been anywhere near or a part of church culture, you have heard that word. Parables are not fables or long, drown-out narratives, but rather short stories that pack a surprising lesson. They are stories, illustrations, metaphors that Jesus uses to provide a window into who Jesus believes God to be and then holds up a mirror for us to examine our own spaces and places and soil where we are called to grow in our understanding of God. You may know or have heard you parables over the years, the Good Samaritan, the lost sheep, the prodigal son, and today's parable of the sower, which is for sure in Jesus's best of album. But why teach in parables and not just be straightforward? Perhaps a clue is in today's parable itself. Sure, it would have been simpler to just say, God's grace and love is surprising and for everyone. But most likely, there would be this sort of, yeah, sure, Jesus, response. And so, Jesus uses a tool that connects with humans. We humans love a good story. One could make the case that that is what makes us human in the first place, the ability to create and share and tell a story and wrap meaning around it. Stories are places and spaces where our imaginations and wanderings and questions and struggles can explore and discover meaning and connection for ourselves and the world around us. And so Jesus uses parables to soften the soil of the heart so that God's truth take root. And I love the context and the setting for today's parable. Again, as a self-identified beach bum, Jesus on a boat and crowds gathered by the sea there to listen. It's on water. What do plants need to grow and thrive? Our children shared with us. Sunlight and water. What other stories can you think of in the Bible that begin with water? How about the very beginning of it all? In Genesis, when God's Spirit hovered over the waters to begin the created creation process. If Jesus is cultivating a new creation and a new understanding of God, where does this begin? On water. Jesus teaches a pretty straightforward parable about seeds and soil and and what could or should grow to bear that which gives sustenance and life. And it's safe to say that Jesus probably doesn't have a degree in biology or ecology, and yet he's using the science of the day, observation. And while he has to do a little bit more explaining because he is talking to a bunch of fishermen rather than farmers, they understood the importance of growing plants and food and good soil for life and nutrition. They were much more in tune with their ground and their soil than I will ever be. Traditionally, when we hear this well-known parable, I know I tend to focus on the success of the seeds and what types of soil are there. And I think, man, I hope I'm not shallow. And wow, I hope I don't get choked out. I make it very individualistic. I put the emphasis on me whether I can grow strong or not. 
how I grow in difficult and harsh conditions. But my favorite take on this parable is really how generous or reckless the sower is with the seeds. Most of Jesus' parables have a surprising and a scandalous twist on them that leave the hearers scratching their heads with a kind of say, what now? What did you just say? So those hearing this parable, experienced farmers or not, could have been saying to themselves, uh, wait a minute, does this sower or farmer even know how to farm? I mean, I'm a fisherman and I know not to waste seeds by throwing them everywhere. But perhaps that's the point. Not that God doesn't know what God is doing, but God is generous and reckless and has this overabundance in spreading God's word and promise and hope and grace and love to every corner of our harsh and complicated world. Uh, So wait a minute. You mean God's presence and word and promise and love and grace is everywhere? Even in those places that are the harshest, and may not even take root? Yep. And so we do look in the mirror, and we do examine our soil and the ground in which we travel and, and, have, and, and have our being. And we explore and question and imagine how God's grace can take root in our lives. Sure, we look in the mirror and we ask what we do or do not do to prevent God's grace from taking root and flourishing. All the meanwhile, being easy on ourselves and with one another, because we have a God, a sower who is reckless and generous with grace and love. And this love and grace will find a way. In our congregation, we have some work to do. We have some important staff transitions and searches ahead of us. We have a new school year right around the corner where we will welcome new students and professors nervous about this next chapter in their lives. And so sure, I want us to be intentional and attentive with our soil, what we do or not do that could prevent God's word from taking root in our lives and community. Yet, I also want us to be generous, perhaps reckless with seeds of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace because God and the Holy Spirit will find a way and is the one who is responsible for making them grow. And so over the next few months, next few weeks, over this next year, may we have ears that will listen. May we have ears to hear the stories we need most. May we embrace the recklessness of God's love and grace. And may we be open and soft in how God's grace and love takes root in our lives and in this community of faith. Thank you for listening. If there is anything that stood out for you, or if you have a question, or if you want to have a conversation, you are always free to reach out and contact us. And remember, you are not alone in this journey of faith, and that you are loved with a love stronger than death.